Welcome to PHT in the Morning with your host, Pastor David Miller from the Pentecostal Holiness Tabernacle in Cincinnati, Ohio. Good morning and welcome to another episode of PHT in the Morning with Pastor David Miller. And I'm hoping this morning you're having a great morning and I hope you had a great Resurrection Day yesterday. Most people call it Easter Sunday, and uh, we do as well. But that day is all about the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit this morning on this particular episode about uh, a couple of verses found here in 1 Corinthians chapter number 15 and verse 19 and 20. That verse 19 said, If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of of them that slept. So notice, first of all, in that verse 19 that I read to you, he said, if in this life only we have hope in Christ. He didn't say that if in this life only we have hope, but he actually said, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, which makes it uh, a little more powerful because he said, you can trust Jesus Christ in this life, have trust in him, have hope in him. But if you're only putting your trust, faith, and hope in Jesus in this world, he said, you are of all men most miserable. Why would he make such a statement? He, I think he clears it up in the next verse, in verse 20. But... Now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. So we have hope in Christ, yes, but not just in this life, but we have hope in Christ and in his resurrection. By man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. In Adam, everyone dies. But in Christ, you can be made alive. And I thank God for that. Now, I'd like to go back here just a little bit with you and look in verse number one of 1 Corinthians. He starts out saying, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, when ye also have received and wherein ye stand by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered you first of all that which I received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scripture. So this is Paul writing to the church at Corinth, saying, I delivered this gospel to you that I also received 
And that gospel was that Christ died for our sin. And then the next verse, verse four said, and that he was buried. And then he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. So uh, Paul is telling that church in Corinth, this is how I got saved. I believed in Jesus Christ. My hope is not just in what he can do for me in this life, but beyond the grave and in eternity in the next life. Now notice here what it says. It said in verse number five of that 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the 12. Now that was uh, Peter, then of the 12. After that, he was seen of above 500 brethren at once. So he said, the 12 disciples saw him, but then at one time alone, over 500 men saw him at one time. He said, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. So at the time he was writing it, he said, some are still alive, although some of them have died. He said, then after that, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also as of one born out of due time. So uh, Apostle Paul is saying this. Now, there's many places you might go to in the scripture, but one comes to my mind very quickly that when Paul, of course, then was named Saul, was on the road to Damascus, a great light shined down around him because he was persecuting the church of God. And uh, the, uh, when uh, Saul at that time fell, fell to the ground, heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Now, the Bible said he asked the question, who is it, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecuted. So I want you to look at verse 11. I'm trying to hurry here. I know I'm going quickly uh, for sake of time. He said in verse 11, where, therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preach and ye believed. So thank God that I haven't saw him physically, but I believe the word of God. And in verse 12, he said, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how then say some of you there's no resurrection? He said, if Jesus was resurrected and he was seen of over 500 brethren at once and all the others that saw him, why would you say there's no resurrection? He said, because if there's no resurrection, then Christ did not rise. And if Christ be not risen, our preaching is in vain and we are yet in our sins. But verse 17 said, if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain, you're in your sins. And he said, they that which have fallen asleep in Christ then there perish. Then the verse that I gave you, if in this life only. Well, 
Friend, it's not just in this life that we have hope, but we have hope uh, beyond this life and beyond the grave because there will be, just like Jesus Christ uh, was risen from the dead. Now, you know, he wasn't the first one that was risen from the dead. You can go over in the Old Testament and see where some of the prophets and some of your mind may be going back to that. How they had the prophets of God, like uh, I believe as Elisha stretched his body on the boy and uh, he came back to life and so on. Or maybe you might think of uh, Lazarus, how Jesus stood and said, Lazarus come forth after he'd been dead four days. And those are great stories. But that was because some prophet or Jesus Christ, like one time when they came by with a casket, the Bible said he just touched the buyer or the casket. And the boy rose up and uh, lived again. And Lazarus came forth when Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. But in this case, Jesus Christ, our Savior, he had no one there to say, Jesus, come forth. Simply, uh, as I believe the word of God declares, that he, being dead, rose. Thank God for that. And just to give you a little story about this, the Bible said in the end of the Sabbath, Matthew 28 and 1, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene, the other Mary, came to the, to the sepulcher, and there was a great earthquake, and the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. <clears throat> and because of fear of that angel, the keepers did shake and they became as dead men. The angels answered those women that came to bring spices to Jesus and care for his dead body. They, the angels said, fear not, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified, but he's not here, for he was risen. Come see the place where the Lord lay. So here's the whole thing. The Bible said he was dead, but now he is risen. I just thank God for the glorious uh, hope of the resurrection. I tell you, it thrills me uh, and it excites me to think about great scriptures uh, like this right here. But did you know, my friend, that if one scripture that proves that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead, just in case you might be wondering, how do I have proof uh, that Jesus Christ is alive? Well, the Bible said this. Jesus said, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter cannot come. But if I go, I will pray the Father and he will send you another comforter, 
which is the Holy Ghost. So one of the greatest proofs that the resurrection did take place is the infilling of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit that we have received. If you're listening and you've received uh, the Holy Ghost, then that is proof positive that Jesus Christ did rise again from the grave. Thank God for uh, scriptures like that and words like that. I told my church yesterday morning, some of you all might be listening uh, from the church, and I, I told them yesterday morning when I was preaching, I said, if you really want to know what it felt like when Jesus uh, was risen or rose from the dead, I can tell you very simply, the Bible said this. The Bible said that same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead will also quicken your mortal body. So the next time you feel the Holy Ghost quicken your body, or if you feel a dance in the spirit, and or what we call shouting in the Pentecostal church, but actually, you know, shouting is uh, lifting up your voice. But the next time you feel the Spirit of God move on your body, or you feel like dancing or jumping, leaping for joy, clapping your hands, or, or just whichever way you choose to worship God, and if you feel that quickening power or that unction, that anointing, that is exactly what, raised Jesus from the dead. I'll tell you what the scripture said again, the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead will also quicken your mortal body. So friend, if you don't believe Jesus rose from the dead, all you got to do is experience the gift of the Holy Ghost. And that's proof positive. He said, I will pray the father. He will send you another comforter. In, in Acts chapter 2 and verse 4 says, And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, and they were all in one place, that suddenly there came a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house wherein they were setting. And it sat upon each of them cloven tongues like as a fire. And they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. There was about 120 there that day that received the infilling of the Holy Ghost. But after some of those people was uh, making fun of them and saying, aren't they all Galileans? And how do we hear them speak in our language? After that, Peter stood up and preached a message saying, this is that. That was spoken of the prophet Joel in the last days. I'll pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And he preached a sermon to them and 3,000 was saved on that day. Just a chapter or two on over, 5,000 was saved in one day. So thank God for the hope of the resurrection. I know Jesus is alive and risen from the dead and he made it safely to heaven because I have received 
the gift of the Holy Ghost. Thank God for that. And when I feel that quickening power, that anointing and that spirit that makes me rejoice and shout to the Lord, then I know that is resurrection power. Amen. And we already said, seen of the disciples, seen of 500 brethren at one time, seen of Mary and the other Mary and different ones uh, that saw him. So Jesus Christ definitely lives and he's definitely alive. I wish I had time to tell the whole story of Revelation uh, chapter number one, but I, I know I don't have time to tell all of it, but I'd like to just give you uh, a couple of things here. Uh, like verse number, uh, let me see here, verse number 17. This is when uh, John saw him on the Isle of Patmos. And he said, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, fear not, I am the first and the last. And I love verse 18. Listen to this verse. I am he that liveth. This is Jesus Christ talking to John the Revelator in Revelation 1.18. I am he that liveth and was dead. Please do not omit the word was and was dead because he's not dead now. We serve a living God. We serve a risen Savior. And he said, I was dead and behold, I am alive forevermore. And then there's a comma that says, amen. And then he said, and have the keys of hell and death. So Jesus Christ, after uh, he was resurrected and placed in a borrowed tomb, and you know, it's kind of amazing. He was put in a borrowed tomb, Joseph of Arimathea, his tomb. And don't feel sorry that he was in a borrowed tomb because he only needed it for three days. He didn't need it forever. He wasn't going to stay there. He got up and he's alive today. He said, write the things which you have seen and the things that are and the things that will be hereafter. So he told John, write these things in a book. So I just love that verse. I'm he that, li I'm he that liveth. So he said, I am alive. Yes, I was dead, but now I'm alive forevermore or forever. So he went and preached the spirits in prison. He led captivity captive. This is after his death, before the resurrection, and gave gifts to men, as the Bible said. And on the third day, he came up conquering death, hell, and the grave. So because that Jesus rose and became the first fruits of the resurrection, I have that hope that someday I will be able to also rise up out of the grave and live in eternity with Jesus Christ in heaven. So this morning, I know I've got a little excited here uh, talking to you on this podcast, but if you're listening, death does not have to be 
the final chapter in your life. When it's appointed a man wants to die, so everybody's going to die. And we know after that is the judgment. So if you die twice, you'll live once. And if you live twice, uh, so you see, a lot of folks get this confused. So what I'm trying to say, if you die out to sin, and then you die in the flesh, you can live in eternity with Jesus Christ forever. But if you live it up in this world, you'll not only die a natural death, but as the Bible said, you'll face that second death, which is in eternity, lost without God in a devil's hell. My, I didn't mean to go this long. I try to keep them between 15 and 20 minutes. But thank you for staying to the very end of this podcast. And I want to leave you with this uh, this morning. Jesus is alive. He lives today. And he paid the price for your sins. Like an old song we used to sing. He paid a debt he didn't owe. I owed a debt I couldn't pay. Thank God that Christ Jesus paid the debt for you and I, the death of the cruel cross, but then he was resurrected and he lives today. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I've enjoyed being with you and I appreciate all of our listeners and we just hope you have a great week and a great day. God bless you. Thank you.